We welcome you into another episode of Automotive Insiders. I'm your host, Jason Stein. As we head into the new year and assess where 2023 has landed, we get a fresh perspective on the purchasing landscape from Honda. This is a new dynamic in the supplier-OEM relationship. So what are the trends taking place at this automaker? Today, Mike Lapham, Vice President of Procurement for Honda Development and Manufacturing of America, tells us that navigating this long period of ICE versus BEV vehicles will indeed be a winding one. There is no switch that is being flipped, and the process to get where we need to be is a complicated one. So how does Honda view its relationship with its suppliers, and where will the market turn going into the new year? Along with my co-host, Bill Newman of SAP, we sit down with Mike to discuss all things Honda. OEMs are building a whole new model of vehicles, and suppliers are being forced to adjust with a world of uncertainty surrounding them. So what is this OEM's view? Today on Automotive Insiders, Mike Lapham joins me and Bill Newman of SAP. Back here in suburban Detroit at the MEMA Original Equipment Suppliers Vehicle Supplier Conference at the Suburban Collection Showplace with my co-host Bill Newman. Good to see you again from SCP. Great to be with you, Jason. Thank you. And Mike Lapham from Honda Development and Manufacturing of America, if I have that title totally correct. You do. You do. <laughs> Good to see you both. Good to see you. We just spent some time on stage discussing purchasing trends and figure that it would be great for our audience who was not in attendance to, to hear some of those uh, same trends we were talking about. I want to start off with something that you said on stage, Mike, which is that, you know, this is one of, this is really a new dynamic time in the in the supplier uh, purchasing relationship. We always say we're at the greatest inflection point that's ever occurred. Maybe that was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, five years ago, but it is true now, isn't it? Can we say for the record, this is actually one of the biggest inflection points? Uh, most likely, most <laughs> likely. I, you know, we've seen them and we'll probably see them again in the future, but it, it is huge, it is huge. Um, I think though, you know, how we're, how we're navigating this is really the important point. And it's not as though it's the flip of a switch and things are different tomorrow. It's going to be a long road of uh, this overlap of what we're doing for ICE-related vehicles, HEV-related vehicles, and BEV-related vehicles. So um, there's, you know, of course, today's conference and a lot of conversation is about BEV vehicles and how to get there. And yeah, we, we need to get there. But in the meantime, we've got a lot of business to still take care of um, to generate the hopefully the revenues and the profit that's going to help fuel us uh, into the future as well. Bill, that's the part that's unprecedented, isn't it? Is the fact that it is literally one foot in three worlds maybe, right? You know, absolutely. And I think you look at different brands and, and the, the leadership and all the brands have to figure out kind of what their pathway is and what their portfolio is. And it's dynamic over time, right? You know. We've got 2035 targets in California, plus however many states it is in EU and in Canada. But what does that mean? I mean, from my perspective, I, I believe that, you know, particularly for a company like Honda that serves a lot of volume in the rest of the world, I think, you know, we're going to be seeing gas-powered vehicles for a very long time, as long as I'm alive at least. So um, I think that's the part that the general public kind of misses out on. Yes, there's a big shift now. Um, but I think there's a there's a big tail on the back end of that as some of the other markets catch up and you know leaders have to be aware of that and figure out their supplier strategies accordingly and their portfolios accordingly. 
Mike, that's probably the, the hardest part, right? 24 years that you've been? 32. Oh, 32 years, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the 32 uh, guy. Right, right, 32 <laughs> years, three decades, and now dealing with this. Yeah, yeah you were gonna add onto something that Bill said. Uh, just that, um, yeah, purchasing's kinda on the receiving end of whatever that strategy's gonna be. Of course, we're waiting and very curious and very interested. Um, so that we can effectively plan for the future and communicate to our suppliers. I mean, if we if we can't get things figured out and communicate to them clearly, quickly, efficiently, so they can be strategic, then we're all in big trouble. There are some suppliers, Mike, who've uh, voiced their concern with me, even just at this event, that they're starting to feel that cost squeeze. Everything that's occurred over the last 12 months is now coming home to roost, and they're they're they're, they're really feeling that they're. Um, they're, they're at, a, at an inflection point, uh, and this was alluded to during the panel, of should I stay or should I go in this business? Are you hearing the same sort of, having the same dialogue with people? Not that you're squeezing them on cost, but are you hearing the same dialogue? Um, I think maybe from two different fronts. One is the transition to new technology. Um, some are gonna make it, some are not. Some have a plan, some do not. Some will be the last company standing with current technologies and then maybe evolve to something else, maybe not. Um, so there's that transition that's happening right now. Uh, there's also been the inflationary pressures for the past two years that, um, you know, Honda, we're very methodical in our approach. Uh, it was mentioned on stage, please bring your data. We may see things one way, you may see them a different way, but we're committed to having a fair and reasonable discussion about whatever those drivers are. And also, if it's something that um, cannot be overcome between the two of us, and we are looking for the best ideas to help mitigate those costs to help to improve the supplier's profit, but also keep us competitive in the market. Bill, are you seeing the same things? Are you, uh, the, that real position of you know, profitability possibilities, plus investing in new technologies, plus maintaining you know, the day-to-day? -day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see with suppliers all the time that they have to, in some cases, set up completely different engineering, sales, business operations teams because designing, building, selling, even a B2B with, um, with a good partner like Honda is, is oftentimes different, right? Um, we even talked about it on, on your panel about some of the, uh, the effects of even aftermarket on the back end for the tail and how difficult that can be sometimes. So for sure, suppliers are feeling that pressure and there's of course you know, interest rates baked into their operations and who knows where that's going to go. Um, and also potentially some geopolitical risk. You know, we're, we're preparing for potentially a, another wave of supplier consolidations in the downstream. And you know, it's gonna be uh, brand leaders like Honda working with the supply team to figure out you know, who, want, who, they, who wants to opt in and if they wanna opt in, how can we work together to ensure mutual success. And it was said earlier, the panel that I hosted this morning, accelerating launch processes out of the ice age, OEMs are not simply building different vehicles, they're building vehicles differently. And we talk about variants, we talk about skateboard platforms, disrupting some of those parameters for supplier success, and some stuff coming in-house. What is Honda doing related to those subjects? Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to look at the best possible solution um, to optimize that total framework and, and total cost. Um, we're on the cusp of it right now, doing the investigations, uh, for current models, is there some way we can optimize things so it'd be small-scale changes? For future models, though, and this is getting out, you know, next generation of vehicles, uh, what should be in-house, what should be outsourced, 
what things do we need to control the technology on. Honda's known for let us do it first so that we can really understand it, so that we can help somebody else with it next. Um, so we're trying to make those decisions right now. What should be brought in-house to be able to, um, in a new, new platform, new approach, uh, can be optimized. But I don't think it takes away from the opportunities for suppliers, though, at this point. There are still all kinds of modules and systems that come along with the next generation of vehicles that we're going to be looking for somebody that can offer and provide the best possible quality cost and delivery to us. You know, you know Bill talks about sustainability and the green ledger, right? Going into 2024, that carbon data is financial data and all the supplier flowdowns associated with that. I know, Bill, you, you've got a point of view on both those subjects. Well, and, you know, just to give kudos to Honda, I mean, you know, you guys are leaders, Mike, in that space. I mean, you're kind of early, I guess, early conversation leaders in that as well as your actions. And, you know, some of the conversations our teams have had together, I think, are very proactive. Um, you know, going into next year and particularly in Europe already, you know, uh, carbon data is financial data. So we have to figure that out. And those responsibilities for collecting that information uh, in day-to-day -day job activities and in uh, everyday systems use are going to cascade throughout the organization. Reminds me, guys, just like it was in the early quality days, you know, at least here in uh, the United States and in Europe. So, um, you know, it's going to become part of everyone's intrinsic job duties, but I think we're going to see a real big push for that going into next year, and that'll, of course, flow all the way down to all the suppliers as well. Mike, final thought from you. What What is your message to suppliers who you have talked to here over the last day or so? Yeah, um, please keep the open communication. Uh, we were back at work uh, coming off the pandemic. We are uh, open for business. We work best face-to-face -face whenever possible while we're optimizing technology now and using Teams calls like we never had before and uh, now able to avoid bringing our staff into the office at 5 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock at night to have a video conference with Japan. Uh, as far as suppliers go, uh, please come see us. We, we've had many suppliers reach out to us and say, hey, your people don't come visit us anymore. We want you to understand our processes. We want you to know, meet our people. So we've uh, been refreshed training all of our associates on the expectation to go to the spot. Um, and so in the last six months, hopefully suppliers are seeing us more at the spot, getting to know them and the changes that they've had, understanding their processes so we can build that into our future strategies as well. Mike Lapham is Vice President of Procurement for Honda Development Manufacturing of America. Thank you for joining us. Bill, thank you. Thanks, Jason. Good to be with you both. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Bill. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to my guest, Mike Lapham, Vice President of Procurement for Honda Development and Manufacturing of America. And thanks again to my co-host, Bill Newman of SAP. Mostly, thanks for listening to Automotive Insiders here this past year. It's been a great ride. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>